Hello and welcome to the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harry. And this is the 31st weekly in game weekly instalment even of this podcast. Um, how are you Harry? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm feeling somewhat reinvigorated after uh, the welcomed international break and I'm eagerly anticipating uh, the post-split wildcard, um, but more on that in a future episode. For now, Thomas, what are we what are we going through today? Um, we'll be going through the games that just happened, then we'll obviously be casting our eyes towards the next game week, and then we might have a bit of a discussion about... What to do just as your strategy over the closing two weeks because, as Harry said, we get a wild card and I feel that generally our advice would be to use it straight away. But we can talk about that in a bit. Absolutely. Um, um, before we press on, um, we don't want to forget to shout out at XG underscore data who is our expected data provider. Um, continuing to put out his work and uh, yeah as I think I say this almost every single week the XG tables have been updated and they look rather interesting Thomas uh, some oh, surprises really? some surprises to be sure um, another thing worth mentioning as well is uh, we were mistaken the half hour fantasy podcast cup did not kick off last week nor will it be kicking off this week nor the next it starts in game week 33 so the game week prior to the split um, so excuse us there that was a full pal on my part how was your game week 31, Thomas? It was, okay, I think another green arrow, which I'm never going to complain about. I don't think it was huge, but it brought me into the top 300. So I'm slowly chomping away at the top. That doesn't say top 300. That says, oh, yeah, it's inside the top 300. Yeah, I'm just not listening, Thomas. My bad. Um, what, what sat, rank? Currently sat, as you can see, Harry, 264th. Um, yeah, most of my points came from... Uh, Gordon keeping his clean sheet and Juranovic keeping his clean sheet and then Ferguson and Mackay both coming up really big Ferguson getting 16 points from his two penalties and I think he would have got a clean sheet and his three bonus oh, oh no he wouldn't have kept a clean sheet because they conceded um, completed his passes got three bonus points and then Mackay scored his first heart goal I think that was I'm going to be reserved and say it. it's his first Premier League goal for Hearts. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think that's the stat. I think yeah, that is his first league goal for Hearts, but I don't want to be misquoted. I, I don't want to get that wrong, so definitely his first Premiership goal. And then other hits were Kevin Van Veen, who scored and got me seven points, getting his goal points and two bonus points. But then, as Kevin Van Veen always does, he gets yellow carded. Then Jota got me six for an assist and a clean sheet. And then... Onto all of my blanks with Bassey getting me two and Captain Tav getting me fantastic none. Josh Doyle got me one and Shaughnessy got me none. Then Morel, Vice Captain Morelos got me four points and then, yeah, that's yeah. my entire star lineup. Finishing what? me on 59 points. What happened to Bruce Anderson? I thought Bruce Anderson in was the transfer. Did you end up going with my recommendation of Kevin Van Rien then? Look, Harry, you're an arm's length away. I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'll have those seven points, thanks very much. Yeah, um, no, I thought it was the, like, the obvious choice, to be fair. I know Motherwell haven't been playing too well recently, but he has been and has been for a large portion of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to argue with the logic. So, I mean, I could see why you would have brought in Bruce Anderson, but it turns out he's injured. So, good thing you didn't, yeah. I never even realised that. Yeah, I know, I know. At least we don't run a, a podcast about Scottish football. Yep. So yeah, what was that, 59 points up to... 264th. Not bad. Slow, I think I'm eking closer to the top 200. Uh, yeah, starting to scrape together a semi-reasonable overall rank there, Thomas. Um, talking about semi-reasonable overall rank, uh, it's my time to gloat again. Somehow, I thought I was going... I thought I, w I was certain I was on for a red arrow. And I think at one point I dropped down to outside the top 40. This was before Lewis Ferguson and all his points came romping off the bench. Um, but thankfully not. Up, up to uh, overall rank of uh, 25, um, which I think might be my highest for the season. Um, it could have been higher. I had planned on either going from Tanzer to Mackay... Uh, sorry, Tanzer to Halkett or... Um, Charles Cook to Mackay. To Mackay, yes. And either of those transfers would have seen me hit 
20th, um, but I decided against it and, and paid the price ultimately. Um, so 52 points overall, like you, Thomas, uh, very similar back line uh, with Gordon for six, Juranovic for six, um, Bassi for two. I didn't captain Tav, um, he recorded me zero points as well. Doig for one. Across the midfield, it was Abada one, Regan Charles Cook two, uh, Captain Yotto for 12, which is... Not the best captain retired, but I'll not turn my nose up at it. Huge 16 points for Ferguson, which I think sees him leap up to like the fourth highest point scorer in the game. Vice Captain Morelos scored me four points. Uh, I think that was for his penalty win. Uh, and then Boyce for a measly two. Unfortunately, this week, Goss did not feature, nor did Tanzer. So I had, did have quite a few points coming off the bench, to be fair. Uh, but it's not great to see. I think it was a total of... If you include my bench trick player, four players not starting. Um, so a few fires to put out um, with two game weeks to go. Um, I look forward to taking a couple of punts, I think, but more on that later. You quite happy to jump into the first fixture? I've got it down here as Celtic 4, Ross County nil, with uh, a certain Cactus Jack bagging his second hat-trick of the season as Celtic root, root route Ross County. Um, Celtic made two changes from their Scottish Cup quarterfinal victory. Um, Forrest and O'Reilly were replaced by Yota and Rogic. Uh, and Abada saw himself being benched again, whilst Ross County continued in the 4-2-3-1, um, unchanged from their St. Mirren victory in the league. What did you make of, of this fixture, Thomas? Uh, I absolutely hate sounding like a parrot, but... Don't ever take a performance when you go to visit either of the old firm, and yeah. especially not when you get red carded in what was it, the twentieth minute? I think it was a bit later. Twenty eighth. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, saying that Celtic were already three 0 ahead by that point, but I just think maybe this meant that Celtic could take their foot off the gas a tiny, tiny wee bit. But again, another very impressive performance for Celtic domestically. I agree. I think the stats suggest obviously that Celtic. Well worthy of their win. 2.73 non-penalty expected goals, but maybe even more impressive than that. 0.13 um, expected goals uh, conceded. Um, that puts Celtic top of the defensive charts over the last six, as far as I'm aware. Let me just quickly toggle. Oh no, not quite. Um, they're second with 0.53, and over the last four, they're... Oh, they're third. Goodness me, it's very tight to the top with Hearts and Rangers in first. But no, Celtic continue their uh, long string of impressive defensive performances. Um, I mean, I guess the player that grabbed all the headlines and deservedly so was uh, Jack Macus. Four goal involvements this game week. Yeah. On your com- uh, comment about Celtic's defence, I wonder how many clean sheets they've kept in a row domestically. I'm semi-confident they conceded recently, didn't they? Um, they conceded against the Hearts on the 26th. Oh, and against Aberdeen on the 9th of February. Regardless, Celtic are on a very impressive defensive run of form. Jackie Marcus, Thomas, I'll prompt you again. What do you have to say about Jackie Marcus? Yeah, I mean, I th- I th- he must have one of the, the highest points per game. Ah, oh, he's got to because he wasn't really starting when Kyogo was fit and then he was in and out of the squad when Maeda was playing and then in that time he scored two hat-tricks and scored several goals for Celtic yeah it makes me think uh, it sort of doesn't matter whether or not he's getting consistent game time uh, in so much as he looks like a goal threat whenever he does play Saying that though, you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm not too hard, tough on myself for not owning him. Uh, since game week 20, since game week 24, he has completed 80 minutes or, or more on only two occasions. And on those two occasions, he's bagged hat tricks. And if you cast your mind back to our season preview, priority number one is picking players that play all the time. Um, but definitely have my eye on him now. I don't think I'll be bringing him in ahead of the whole firm, but I am planning a punt or two on the last game week before the split, so very much in my thoughts. But I think a whopping, was it 20, 20, 23 points this game week? Yeah. And then you see people who triple captained and stuff reaching 100. It's like, 
my god why, why did you do that i mean first, yeah. like first of all fair play but second of all, why on earth would you do that <laughs> ah, i mean ross county are a team to be gotten that i don't think they have the quality to go away to celtic park and get a result uh, and then you're just picking the forward i think the logic is fairly straightforward you did get team news after all True. Um, and jackamacus when he does play puts up good numbers um you know he scored two goals from 1.44 expected non non uh, non penalty expected goals. Um, so removing the penalty in this instance, eight shots, four on target. You know, yeah, definitely in my thoughts. Are you thinking of taking a swing at him before the split? No, is he someone you would consider after or no, too I much think rotation? There's there's a chance that Kyogo goes back in the near future. So, yeah. and th- then at that point, his game time becomes even more at threat because they'd have three very good strikers sort of available to play on Jack and Marcus, it's worth noting that uh, his second his third goal sorry the goal to complete the hat trick was a penalty and i had assumed as a bitter uranovic owner that was the the sole reason being um it was to complete his hat trick but i think again it's a you know a case of you know chinese whispers it's been passed on passed on i think it was the cynic i was listening to they noted that postacoglu said that when he's on the pitch jackamacus is the penalty taker um and and him taking the penalty i guess would fall in line with that yota thomas as an owner what did you think i think we were potentially unlucky to not see him get more points than he did um he had four key passes and one big chance and Again, I think he's one of the least rotatable in the Celtic squad because he's able to play at left and right wing where, and he sort of seems to be Celtic's best player in both of those positions. Uh, yeah, I'm very much inclined to agree with you. Uh, he had been looking very good over the past few game weeks and wasn't necessarily getting the returns he deserved. So to see him pick up an assist from 0.6a, XA sorry, is, is not too unsurprising hoping for a little more from him going forward uh, but no I think of all of the midfield of all of the Celtic attacking picks he's probably head and shoulders above the rest nailed for minutes and attacking threat both with regards to I was going to say an assist in goals but it's been a while since he scored in the league um, yeah. if I pull up his profile just now uh, it's not been since game week 26 where he scored a brace versus at Aberdeen so uh, what's that five game weeks without a goal I would say he has been playing a bit further from goal, um, taking on more creative responsibility with Abad, uh, not Abada, sorry, with Maeda and Giacomacus playing in the side more frequently, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think you saw that with, I think it was either this one of the goals this week or one of the goals last week where Maeda was making a back post run and it was Jota that was crossing it into him. So... And then again, that was, I think Jota got an assist for one of the Giacomacus goals this week. So I think it potentially is a recurring theme where, especially if he's on his right, since he's right-footed, he's going to be the player that's floating in the crosses. And yeah, having Maeda on the left wing cutting inside and Giacomacus playing central sort of really lines up with that. Um, So if you're potentially... It's tough because you then have to sort of juggle. Do you want the goals or do you want a con- like a, co- uh, a constant, consistent player who plays loads of minutes and gets loads of assist returns? Or do you want a player like Jack Marcus who every once in a while is going to pop up with a hat-trick? For me, it's for minutes, I think. Uh, I'm of the same mind. Like if Turnbull or uh, Kyogo Furuhashi were to come back into the side, one or both of those players would be straightened for me because I can more or less guarantee that they'll start four of the five remaining fixtures post-split, say. Um, uh, so yeah, I would probably, uh, probably, I would definitely be going for Yoto over Yakimakis despite his recent goal-scoring prowess. Um, so I have offered you Yakimakis and you have said no. What about a days in Mieda? Three shots, two on target, two key passes. Um... 1.0 expected goal involvement split equally between expected goals and expected assists and one goal. Um, he has started um, the last four, scored on one occasion. Oh, not the last four, sorry. So started the last seven games. Yes, the last seven. Sorry, it's not updating my app here, which is 
a touch unfortunate. So you've got the numbers in front of yeah. you there. Uh, and he scored in his last two games, picking up two and one. Bonus points. Bonus points, yeah. So, and the thing is, is he's very cheap. If I'm right in saying he is. He's not very cheap. I mean, he's, oh, he's actually not as cheap. He's six million. I thought he was a lot cheaper than Nah, that. he's a preemie. Um, would you go him over Jack Marcus? Because uh, I don't know if, inverted commas, nailedness is as much of an issue. He seems to be very much have uh, the favour of Ange Postacoglu. The thing with... Would I pick I would I pick my head over him? I don't I don't think so. I just feel that if you were to have one of them, you'd probably put Jack Macus on the bench, so if he does have one of his crap games, he'll stay there, but then if he does have a hat score a hat trick, he'll come on for his however many points. I feel like Jack Macus, just by the nature of the role he's playing, that sort of poacher, penalty box striker, uh is of uh, th- there's a greater opportunity for uh, him to explode as an asset, so I would probably agree with that assessment. Let's quickly touch on Ross County. As you've said, something we say all the time when a team travels to Glasgow uh, to play Celtic or Rangers, it's hard to judge them. You know, you shouldn't judge them too harshly. But um, Ross County's offensive form has slid horribly over what sort of the second portion of the season, at least the last ten game weeks. Over the last six, they are bottom for expected goals with a measly 0.41, which falls to 0.4 over the last four. And then when you toggle by uh, second half of the season as well, um, they're in ninth, um, not too much higher than your St. Mirren's, Dundee's and uh, St. Johnson's. So I certainly wouldn't be targeting Ross County players and with their upcoming fixtures uh, being hearts at home in Aberdeen away, don't I definitely would not be advising uh, the bringing of Ross County players, so I probably can move on. Swiftly. Would you advise taking players like Hungbo or Charles Cook out? I wouldn't take Hungbo out. After all, he's very cheap. He is a penalty taker, um, so in, a, in that sense, he's a little bit of a gift. Regan Charles Cook as a fantasy asset seems to have gone somewhat quiet. I'll pull up his profile here. Um, I mean, I've got his profile here, yeah. and he's scored not scored in the last three scored two then didn't score for two games yeah. again so that's scored. what two two goals in his last six games yep again i don't know if i would be in t- it depends really on what your team's looking like if you have other fires that need putting out then I, I i would maybe not he is guaranteed to play um but certainly wouldn't be a transfer in at this point in the season um i'm happy to press on thomas next game sure i've got Aberdeen 3, Hibs 1, um, with Ferguson netting two penalties, scoring 16 points in the process, uh, as Aberdeen, Aberdeen pick up their first win of 2022. In the league? Because I think they won a cup game? Nope, they lost to Motherwell. They had a different cup game. They haven't won this year. No, it's Mo- Motherwell haven't won this year, isn't it? No, because Motherwell beat Aberdeen in the cup 2-1. Yes, did they? Yes. I am 100% confident of this. Aberdeen, this was Aberdeen's first win in 2022. I swear they won a cup game against something like Kelty Hearts. Uh, let's go back. Edinburgh City. Oh, Edinburgh no. City, yep. yep. Okay, fine. A victory versus Edinburgh City. I take it back, Thomas. You're right. That came, to be fair, what was that? End of January? Yep. So, I mean, first of all, their first, their first Premier League win and their first notable win, I would argue. Yes, very much so. Um, I was... Live at the game, Harry. And what did you make of it, Thomas? Uh, Hibs looked very, very, very bad, and Aberdeen looked looked not quite as bad. Yeah. Is my prob- is the best advice I can give. It, it seems to me like Goodwin has settled on a side. Ramsey came in for Ojo, being the only change this week. How did Aberdeen look? Uh, they looked all right. Um, a player that I really liked was Vicente Bazawin. Yep. I think both halves. I think midway through the game, like at halftime, he switched sides, so he was always on the side nearest to me, and I could see him getting visibly very frustrated with Ramsey for not playing him through it every time he got the ball. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah. potentially a good thing that that's what he's wanting to do, and then he did have that cracking finish at the end. Yeah, no, it was a good finish. Um, 
I don't want to overhype Aberdeen by any means here, though. Um, they recorded a, if you remove the penalties, they recorded a lower expected goals than that of Hibs. And their open play chance creation has is still not been that great. Um, we're looking at the numbers before we came on air, and Aberdeen as a side are, are considerably worse under Jim Goodwin. It it appears. Um, their expected goals has um more than halved. And we're now... A five-game sample is still a very small sample, so you, you do have to give the man some time. But, um, yeah, XG cut in half, and then their uh, expected goals conceded has uh, increased by 0.48 per 90. Um, yeah. so. um, what I will say, though, is that doesn't take into consideration that Porteous absolutely destroyed McCrory in the six, inside the six-yard box when he was about to shoot. So yeah, you do have to sort of take that into consideration. That's true. That's very true. Um, Hibs then, seeing as you've mentioned Porteous, Dabrowski started in goals with Macy coming out. Is he out for the rest of the season? As far as I'm aware, he's injured. And I, I know he's been in and out the side the past few months. As I actually didn't know that he was injured. I was yeah. surprised when Dabrowski came up on yeah. the... He could be a wee bit of an option uh, as maybe like a playing subkeeper at 2.5 million. Um, I don't know if I fancy Hibs against the, the, the you know teams post-split, depending on where they finished. If they were to go bottom half, then I think I'd definitely be interested in him. And then Bushuri came in um, with Hendo going out. I mean, obviously, Ferguson is the pick, is the player to point out as having had a somewhat good game, um, but three of his two shot, uh, two of his three shots were uh, penalties, both of which he put on target and scored. Um, so if you remove the penalties from his underlyings, a quiet game by all accounts. Who else? Anyone else you like? You like Bazawan? Ramsey had a shocker. Oh yeah, uh, he just didn't look that great. I mean, he obviously scored the own goal, but he looked very unconf- unconfident on the ball. Yeah. Because as I was saying, I think Ramsey in the first half of the season would have played every single through ball to Bazawan, but at this point, he would get the ball and then he'd look to play inside or back to the centre back. Um, yeah, yeah. Aberdeen's defensive issues continue as well. It's been a while since they kept. I mean, a while since they kept a clean sheet, but. Did they not keep their oh. clean sheet last week? Uh, no, they lost to Rangers. They haven't like they haven't kept a clean sheet since they played versus Edinburgh City. <laughs> By the looks of it, yeah, Edinburgh City. So they haven't kept a clean sheet uh, in the league this. Have they? Have they year. not only kept something like one clean sheet this season? No, it's four clean sheets. <laughs> only one when Ramsey is playing. Ah, that's yes, what I'm that's the that's the statistic. Oh yeah, because they kept a clean sheet against St Johnston. Yep. Um, let me see. I thought McLennan had a good game. Yeah, he was all right. Um, I can't say I remember being. He had a chance early on. I think like a header from across, which was yeah. well saved. But apart from that, I can't say he did much. I know it says he had however many key passes, but I can't remember him being that good. No, I would probably agree with you. So let's have a look at the fixtures upcoming for the both of them. So we'll go with Hibs. Dundee United at home and Hearts away. Two kind of relatively tough fixtures. I mean, Dundee United's probably not the hardest, no. but it's not easy. And then Hearts away is Hearts at Tynecastle in an Edinburgh derby. So yeah, probably these have both got nil nil written all over them again. Absolutely. Um, are you you're on Doig? Are you going to hold fast? I actually don't know, is my answer, because I've also got Shaughnessy, and I don't know how keen I am to keep a St. Marin player in my team. Yeah, no, I think I'm on Doig, and I think there's no reason to move him out just yet. Probably, as I, as I mentioned, when you know, reviewing my team's performance, I have fires more prevalent that need putting out. Aberdeen's fixture run, or their pair of fixtures in gaming 32 and 33, Dundee away, Ross County at home. Two very, very winnable ties. I'm I'm tempted to start Ferguson this week. You are? Yep. I would say so too, I think, considering, and we were going to talk about it in a little bit, um, the old firm coming up, um, you are more likely to play the players you may have benched uh, in a normal game week. Um, so yeah, Ferguson probably going to start. If you don't own Ferguson, would you be bringing in him or another Aberdeen midfield, or de- uh, midfielder, defender, attacker, any Aberdeen player to us outside of at Ferguson? Not really. Would you maybe 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 Bazawan because yeah. he does look like a good goal threat and is relatively creative when he's on the ball. And if you don't own Ferguson, would you be bringing him in now, or is he just a bit of a safe bet? The 
thing with Ferguson is, is you really need him to have penalties to score. Like they need to win penalties to score, and penalties aren't very common. Like yes, they got two in one game, but when was the last time Ferguson scored? Yeah, no, you're probably right. I remember I actually went with Ferguson as they were coming into a, a kind run of fixtures, and then sort of regretted it as it being the safe pick. I think he's then gone on to score six goals over the space of eleven game weeks. So it's one of those things. I he's not going. He he's. I don't see him being that explosive, and that's even off the back of a sixteen pointer. Saying uh, that, has he not been pushing further forward since um, Aberdeen has? A better defence, therefore McCrory didn't have to play at centre-back, meaning there was McCrory at defensive mid, which meant Ferguson could then move yeah, on further that, up the pitch. That is the case, um, but we didn't really see that this game week outside of those two penalties, as I mentioned. But you've then got to remember much. how decent Hibs have been recently defensively. Yeah, you make a good point. You make a good point. I was kind of disappointed not to see... Aberdeen. I mean, I'm only watching the highlights, so maybe you will be a better judge of this. Not see Aberdeen really go for the jugular when uh, Porteous went off. Um, he's by far and away their best defender, and they sort of seem to retreat into themselves a little bit. Nah, a little bit. I wonder if Jim Goodwin was very wary of the fact that he hadn't won a game. Or the players. Uh, yeah, and then Hibs also have decent pace up front with Melkerson and Jasper. So he might have been relatively wary of that, and or the team as well. But I remember at one point, uh, Bates and Declan Gallagher were the furthest back player, and they were closer to the Hibs goal than they were to the centre. Right, so that's just a misperception on my part, probably. Potentially, like, like Hibs were right in their half. I mean, let's have a. Yeah, I mean. The thing is, though, the expected goals is so low. I'd be interested to see the expected goals timeline, um, but I'm not going to bother bringing it up just now. Um, I've got no one I necessarily want to bring in from Aberdeen, no one from Hibs. I'm quite happy to move on to the next fixture, Thomas. Yes. So, Saints pick up a vital win as they move four points clear um, of Dundee in bottom as they beat Motherwell two goals to one. Um... I mean, I guess we'll go with some changes. So uh, Rooney returns uh, from his uh, spell on the sidelines to replace Sang, who himself is now on the sidelines through injury. Davidson came in from McPherson um, with Chiffy replacing Middleton. This is from the nil-nil draw versus Hibbs. And Motherwell, it seems like sort of uh, uh, Alexander is sort of kind of scrambling for options here he sort of pulled out this 3-4-3 that he hasn't used all season and it did not work in any any which way um so goss o'hara and woolery were out for cornelius carroll and shields um who is your favorite pick then i guess out of this game there are a few uh i think i've said this over the past couple of episodes but Callum Hendry has really begin like begun to start looking like Kyle Lafferty of last season. Like I think Saint I think Killy got relegated by the playoff position and currently St. Johnston are sat in the playoff yeah. position with one player absolutely banging them in. I know, very much deja vu. A little part of me is worried that I'm kind of playing too faithfully to the fixtures. Uh, St. Johnston played Livingston at home and Celtic away, so I'm not sure if I'd be desperate to bring him in but I think is he not four goals in his last six games six goals in his last nine something like this he's uh, on some very hot form um, but let it let the record show uh, he scored two goals from at 0.2 xg that second one was an absolute thunderbolt oh, what a beautiful volley uh, Kelly was left absolutely flapping at it yep yeah. um, but he has become a relatively consistent goal scorer he scored four as you said in his last four and then I think you're right saying seven in his last nine. Like seven in his last... That looks like, so what's it? Three in his last four. And then... Yes, six in the last nine. Yeah, so... Very prolific. I just don't see it lasting. Like ah, it's hard to say. Like in the again, we're we're now talking about something we said we were going to leave for a future episode. But seeing as it's so close, it sort of seems to be coming up in conversation naturally. Would he be in for you? I mean, I don't see myself bringing him in for the Livingston game. Would he be in for you for 
a post wild card, a, po- a post split wild card. Probably is my answer to that. Yeah, yeah I would probably agree with you, um, especially when you can sort of sit, consider the position that St Johnston are in, where they're is it eight points behind Aberdeen. They are currently yes on the money, eight points behind Aberdeen, and whilst that might seem big if Aberdeen's players chuck it post split because they wanted to get the top six and then didn't do that and they lose a couple of games that St Johnston win that's them within touching distance that's true uh they will also play they would also play each other hypothetically uh I just don't see that I think they're too far away I think St Johnston needs to maintain themselves in that position but yeah, so Henry looks like an option going forward. What I'm really impressed with uh, from a St. Johnson perspective is their defence. Um, their defensive numbers have upticked um, quite quite significantly over the past few game weeks. So over the last six game weeks, they're sixth um, with 0.96 expected goals conceded. Over the last four, they're up to fourth with 0.68. Um, better, better than Hibs, in fact. Um, so we're, we're commending Hibs for their defensive performances. St. Johnson's have been... Um, better than that of Hibs and then if you go to the second half of the season they're up to 8th which considering how poor they had been from the start of the season is is a marked improvement so if second half of the season they're 8th then the first half of the season oh they're 8th as well so never mind they have sort of seemed to be gathering themselves the past few game weeks Thomas are you interested in their defensive assets? Um, McCart is a player that I'm definitely keeping my eye on with regards to the defence because he's also a target from set pieces like corners and free kicks. I think he headed just over at one point and he is also one of those players that plays every minute. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of, if he's the captain. I think so, yeah. Um what about Clark then, the goalkeeper? Surely he's a lock for the post. Oh, post- it's Gordon that's captain. It's Gordon. Yeah. Um I think I would still just keep Gordon in. You think? Yeah. Despite playing uh, Rangers, actually, Celtic. Yeah, I was. About, I did. I said that, and then realised what I'd said. Can always have both. You can have two playing keepers. Could have two playing keepers because I feel that at this point of the season, I have enough money to sort of do that. Yeah. So, um, so we've spoken about Henry. We've spoken about St. John's defence. Another uh, performance worth noting probably is Melka Halberg. Uh, he has been chuntering along fairly fairly nicely for points uh, and put up some reasonable underlying statistics this game, um, recording three key passes and 0.2 expected assists, from which uh, he recorded one assist. I guess, you know, when you're looking at post-wildcard splits, you're not going to want... You can't have more than three players. Uh, you definitely... I think taking three on is a huge gamble. Is he in there over Hendry and Clark slash... McCart slash another defender? No, because I've got his profile up here, and whilst he only came in since game week twenty four, he's only averaged three points a game. True, but I mean, let's 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 remove like his point scoring history doesn't necessarily reflect the player's performance. What do you think about him? You know, he's on the, uh, free kicks, he's on corners, he's their most creative player for providing balls for a talismanic striker like Hendry. That's true because Henry also, if I'm right in saying, was on loan until January, or until recently at least. Yep, and has come back from his loan spell. So he is. there is more of an offensive threat there, meaning Halberg could get in on it. But I think there's players who I'd rather have in ahead of him, especially since I'll have my midfield bench trick player. Yeah, that makes sense. Um Final player worth touching on, Kevin Van Fane, scored a fantastic goal. He's scored a, a number of great goals this season, and this was another one. A sort of daisy cutter, running the wrong direction from goal, um, 25 yards out. Uh, are you happy to have him in your team just now? He faces, I think it's it's St. Mirren and Livingston in his next two. That seems like a reasonable pair of fixtures. I'd, absolutely, I'd potentially start him for the St. Mirren game. Uh, I think that Stephen Robinson doesn't really know what he's doing at St. Mirren. And, as we'll come on to talk about in a minute, their first-choice goalkeeper got sent off. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, that's for in a minute. Uh, I'm definitely very tempted to start Van Veen. And, as you said, he has been banging them in 
Like, we say banging the moment he's only had one goal in his last what? <laughs> one, two, so three. Since game four. week 21. Y- yep. Um, he had three assists in that time, but. I feel like four goal involvements over 10 game weeks um, for a striker that's what, in the three millions or very low four millions is not too shabby. No, yeah, it's 4.2 million. Yeah, 4.2 million, four attacking return, attack and return every two or three games. It's yeah, pretty true. good value for money. True. Uh, so I'm very tempted to start him in the St. John's, uh, the, the St. Marin game. I've ha- I have Sean Goss and that just ended, that's just turned out to not have been a great move. He got dropped from the side completely this game week and uh, feels like Graham Alexander's kind of losing his head a little bit. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, just the team selection is strange. He's refusing to start that the terrorist podcast uh were hypothesizing that him and Callum Slattery have fallen out because he's their best one of their better midfielders and he's always on the bench. Um so yeah, they have a nice pair of fixtures, but I wouldn't be rushing to bring in one of the world players. They're very bad uh this half of the season anyways. Um, I think that's enough on this fixture. A few things to keep an eye on, particularly with uh, a post-split wildcard in mind. Seeing as you brought up St. Mirren, let's go and talk about their game. Um, St. Mirren 1, Dundee 2. Um, the poor, as you mentioned, Thomas, the poor start to life as St. Mirren, St. Mirren manager continues for Robinson as Anik is sent off late. Um, St. Mirren played but looked to me like a 4-3-3. Um, Fraser and Henderson came in. Tanzer and Jones out, uh, much to my disappointment. Um, this is uh, relative to their Scottish Cup loss to Hearts. Dundee United looked to be playing, was it a 4 4 2? Yeah, they had That's what Sofa Score have it down Tony as. Front, yep. um, Clark Thompson and Levitt uh, came out. Then Watts, Graham, McDonald, I don't know if I got that the wrong way around. I'm sure Thompson. Thompson Do you mean started. Miller Thompson? Yeah. He started, didn't he? Yeah, Miller Thompson started. You said Clark Thompson. I, I meant striker Clark. Clark oh. was came. Clark has come out. Thompson has come out. I've got it the wrong way around. I think no. Clark came. Thompson came in. Thompson is in. Watt is back in uh, from his injury. Clark is out. Yeah. And who else? <laughs> Who's Levitt up? in. <laughs> Levitt. Levitt started. Uh. Who else? Kieran Freeman out, maybe? Because you've said three players in and only one player out. Yeah, no, I've got Watt, Graham, and McDonald in, and that's not the case, I don't think. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on, uh, Dundee United made changes. Uh, but I guess something worth noting is a change of system to the 4 4 2, seeing what, what coming back in as well was a bit of a surprise for me. I didn't think, I thought he was out for longer, seeing as he. Yeah, I, I, I at least didn't think he was going to be back before the international break. No. But I wonder if. Courts potentially because football managers have a sort of in with regards to the national team. Maybe he already knew Tony Watt wasn't in the thirty-two man squad, so was so thought he's not going to be playing for the next couple of weeks. I might as well play him now for a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, that is what that's that's probably a reasonable hypothesis. Um, Dundee United probably in this fixture were deserved winners. Probably uh, definitely 2.0 expected goals to St. Mirren's 0.71. Um, who were your uh, standout performers, Thomas? Uh, I would probably have to say Tony Watt would be one of them. Uh, he is Dundee United's just best player. Uh, who else? I mean, was it Henderson? I mean, I know this isn't Dundee United, but Henderson scored another worldie, meaning that. Connor Roden got another assist. So I want is that like three goal involvements in the last three games? Yeah, Connor like Connor. I don't think I always called Connor McGregor. <laughs> uh Connor Roden is on a a nice streak of um of attacking form. But I just St. Marin they play Motherwell away, which I guess is a good fixture, but they then host Rangers, so I'm not paying too much attention to, to St. Marin assets. Um, all of my standout performers came on the side of Dundee United. I actually thought this was a pretty good performance from Dundee United. Um, so you've uh, highlighted what I thought McNulty. Um, he gets a lot of grief, but had a good game. I thought three go, uh, three shots, two shots on target, two key passes, point eight expected goals, and one goal. 
Um, and then Nicky Clark as well coming off the bench. Um, he only played for 45 minutes, uh, but in that time he registered 0.7 expected goals and hit the woodwork. Um, so I thought he was fairly impressive as well. Uh, but yeah, both of these teams I don't have too much interest in. Dundee United fixtures are Hibs away and then Dundee at home. Um, so it's a derby. You could see the Dundee players getting right up for that. Um, so again, don't think I have any Dundee United priority. Any Dandy United players high on my list of priority transfers in, do you? No, I mean, the only player that I would really consider taking it in for United would be Tony Watt. And I think I'm sort of set up front with Morelos, Boyce and Van Veen. Outside that, I don't think there's enough regular returns. Maybe Edwards or Mulgrew, but I just don't trust their defence that much. No, they are uh, second bottom for expected goals conceded over the last six and fourth bottom over the last... No, fifth bottom, sorry. So that was up at them in seventh. Seventh over the last... No, eighth over the last four games. So a small upturn, but nothing to get too excited about. So I'm in the same position as you. Not not too much interest in assets from either of these teams. Okay, so probably quite happy to move on. They did, the, Both of those sides just sort of fall into the category of that mix of teams fighting it out for for this, for uh, the top six. Um, so I yeah. guess with, their, with regards to their assets going forward, it's a bit of a wait and watch. Two games to go, Thomas. Which would you rather, Hearts versus Livingston or Rangers versus Dundee? Should we say the Rangers game for last? Sure. Hearts 2, uh, Livingston 0, uh, Mackay scores his first, in brackets, league goal for Hearts uh, as uh, the Jam Tarts breeze past Livingston. 2-0, a fair reflection of the res- or, or, or of the game, I thought. Looked very comfortable for Hearts, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, I think I con- could consider myself unlucky to not get a boy's return. I think he played in Sims a couple of times. He wasted a couple of chances. And he had a couple... It was three key passes? Two key passes, I think, was how many he ended up getting. Um, but again, Mackay was the star man. He is, as always, their best player. He scored an absolute peach of a goal. It was behind him, and then he almost finesse slash chips into the top corner. Like volley, though, as well. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. It was a really weird goal, but also an f- absolutely fantastic goal. And then Benny Beningme slide tackling the ball to the back of the net. Yeah. Um, another player who I would like to highlight was Atkinson. He got the assist and had three key passes. And then Mackay and At- Atkinson were the player, two players with the most successful crosses in the game. Yeah. No, I thought they both played very, very well. Uh, Atkinson has really come into a game in and of himself. He is really sort of solidifying his position at right back there. I thought Halkett had an excellent game. Three shots, two on target, 0.3 expected goals, um, and a clean sheet. And I, spoiler alert, is likely my transfer in this game week. I've got a couple of options I'm weighing up, but he, I think, is top of that list currently. Um, I think same owners could consider themselves unlucky not to have had returns again, getting himself into good positions and taking shots. Just not really coming off for him. Um... Hearts play Ross County away from home, and then they host Hibs in Edinburgh Derby. Should I be bring? I've got two Hearts players. Should I be bringing in a third before the split, or should I be looking elsewhere for picks? I remember listening to the Misery Hunters, and they were talking about Atkinson, and they said he's very good going forward, but isn't that great going back? The the, the Saint Mary podcast, uh, <laughs> not Misery Hunters. Uh, this, this is, is my, my story. story. They were speaking about Atkinson and they said that he was pretty crap defensively, but going forward, he's very good. So considering Hart's defense is still very solid, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in Atkinson. Over Halkett? That is then where you have to sort of juggle. Do you want Halkett who's guaranteed to play the next 180 minutes or Atkinson who's maybe a slightly more rotation risky but is more likely to get an offensive return. You think, I, I mean, Halkett recorded 0.3 expected goals this game, but I thought he's been pretty decent for a, a offensive threat this season. This season, He's been a threat from set pieces. He is playing in a centre-back now as opposed to wing-back. 
or left side of centre back. Um, that had me. I mean, Atkinson is another option. I guess I'll have to. I might be waiting for team news for this game week to make a decision on that front. Yeah. On the other side of this fixture, Thomas Livingston, um, Anderson missing again um, through injury. Um, anyone you'd like to to pick out from Livingston, or anything you'd like to say more generally? Probably Nubly. He's been picking up a few decent performances, and I think he played that final ball through for Shinny, who then sort of kind of fluffed his chance. I think maybe if that was Anderson, it was going in. And he's been sort of popping up in the top three XG slash XA relatively frequently. But I don't know if I would then want him in head of a fit Anderson, if that makes sense. Uh, they, they really have crumbled as well. I mean, to be fair, against two very tough opponents, Celtic hosting Celtic and then going and playing Hearts away. But currently they sit bottom of expected goals, conceded over the last four and then over the last six middle of the pack um so not necessarily looking at defensive assets um they do have uh i would say the kindest if not second kindest pair of fixtures after aberdeen um in st johnson uh away and motherwell at home could you see yourself moving to a livingston player to target that pair of fixtures i could be tempted to maybe bring back in albali or something like that yeah, I don't know how explosive. I mean, I potentially that. It feels like two clean sheets for Livingston, but something I don't know what it is. I, I can't tell if it's an eye test, uh, sort of conclusion I'm making here. But they just seem to be petering out a little bit. Maybe I'm judging them too harshly. Do you think maybe they're a bit fatigued in this international break? Might help. Very possible, very possible. They do have a lot to play for, as I said, alongside you know seven other Premier League teams. No, I think you, I think you mean eleven other Premier League teams. I think the only team that doesn't have anything to play for at the moment is, is Hearts. Yeah, that, that's very true. Um, so currently sitting in sixth, come back reinvigorated. I I thought Forrest looked reasonable. Um, he still looks like he's uh, keen to cut in and and take shots at goal. It just. Livingston are less good without Anderson inside. I think he causes defences trouble, which opens up uh, opportunities for other players, as well as himself. Yeah, I have to somewhat agree with you there. I think Livingston are always somewhat better when... I mean, it's the same with any team when they have their best player slash best striker on the pitch. Dundee 1, Rangers 2, with Rangers leaving it somewhat late to come from behind um, as Tav misses a penalty in the first half. Uh, next to my lineups and team news for Dundee, I've got who cares because no <laughs> one's taking players from them. Um, <laughs> Rangers <laughs> um, Rangers set up in their four, sort of 4-3-3 slash 4-2-3-1 and made a number of changes. Um, four, play, uh, um, four changes, in fact. So, Hollander, Sands, Arfield, and Ramsey all came in as Balogun, Jack, Kamara, and Aribo all made way. Um, on the balance of things, Rangers definitely deserve to win the, this, the game. In my opinion, at least, would you agree, Thomas, or did you, do, would you disagree? No, I'd have to somewhat agree. Um, I do think that Dundee defended relatively resolutely, but it's just... To, I wonder if it's the old adage of they scored so early that it meant they had to defend harder for longer, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. It was a sh- sort of shot goal. Um, I thought, hey, one player that really caught my eye was a certain Aaron Ramsey. Um, yeah. Five shots, three on target, one expected goal and one goal. Um Playing in a position I didn't expect him to, sort of like right inside forward slash number 10. I thought he would maybe be playing slightly deeper, but no, very much involved with the attack for yeah, Rangers. Um, I think it was the Terrace were saying that they've moved him into this sort of right forward position because Rangers have been struggling building up from the back and having that midfielder pushed a lot further forward helps sort of link it all together. Yeah, and also it's on the same size as Tavernier, so maybe take some of the creative burden off of him. Um, I mean, I say I'm surprised by Aaron Ramsey uh, playing far forward. I guess 
I perceive him as the sort of player that would run from deep, like a right, like what what's it called, third man running into the box, like a late arriving central midfielder. Whereas he seems to be playing in a more advanced role. But maybe maybe I'm I'm misperceiving this here. Anyone else you would like to pick out, Thomas? I mean, there's the obvious captain Tavernier. I think yeah. he was potentially unfortunate, not unfortunate. He was bound to miss a penalty at some point, and it was just unfortunate that it was this one. But he had 0.7 expected assists this game. Um, so that's very, very solid from a creative standpoint. And then Morelos won his penalty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think if you captain Tav, um, you could feel a little hard done by. It was not a great penalty by any account, but still it's a fantastic chance for an attacking return. And then, yes, uh, that 0.7 expected assists, um, giving you a total of 1.7. Sorry, 1.6 expected goal involvement to come away with zero points. You should definitely feel a little bit hard done by there. Morelos won the penalty and had a couple of chances, but has looked fairly quiet the last few game weeks, Thomas. Is he still justifying his whopping, is it almost £9 million price tag? Yeah, the problem is is I don't see who you would really transfer him out for. Um, And he might be suffering a bit of fatigue because... He had been, since GVB came in, had been playing pretty much every single minute. I think he was one of the players that was suffering from GVB not making substitutions whatsoever. Yeah. Potentially, I mean, we're saying he's gone off the boil. It's two games since he last returned. An assist in (laughs) gaming 29, two attacking returns in 28. And then, yeah, so I mean, if you include what's 25, he's got one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven attacking returns in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games isn't too bad. No. <laughs> so you just you have to keep him. I think so. I think so. Uh, he he is human. He's not going to score every single game week. Um, you have to accept the fact that will be quite you know he will go missing here and there. But I I do. Do you back him? I mean, let's let's launch into more general discussion here. And I think the. The big topic this weekend is the old firm. Do you back Morelos still in the old firm? Will you be starting him? I don't know, to be honest. I've, I'm really sort of wobbling between who's going to win this game. And yeah, I'm just not 100% sure who I'm going to. So my, my tactic for the old firm is I'm going to bench two of the players. And I'm not sure which two they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think most people at this point in the season are holding four to six uh, old firm players. My, this sounds fairly reductive and uh, or maybe overly simplified, but play the players most likely of scoring or at least being involved in the attacking of in attacking returns. So Tavs on penalties, takes set pieces, gets forward. More likely to score than, say, Bassey. The same with Morales. I think he's a greater probability of scoring. And I don't think that Rangers keep a clean sheet here either. So I guess that's why I'm insistent on attacking returns here. And then I've got Yota starting as well as Juranovic with a bat on the bench. Um, that's something we didn't really talk too much about uh, when we covered Celtic. Was a bad as sort of lack of game time. Yeah, he has only started uh I think it's three of his yeah, so he's only started three of his last six, completed more than 70 minutes on two of his last six games. Um and when was the last time he got an attacking return game week 25. Um so, so it's been six game weeks. But I wonder if that's just been because of the teams that he's been playing. I think he is a player that enjoys larger amounts of space so for example a team that are less likely to sit all 11 players behind the ball whereas Forrest has sort of been coming in for for some of those games especially the Livingston game where someone with better tight control would be more beneficial or as has recently happened Jack Macus has been up front with Maeda out left and Jota out right meaning that they sort of work better for the system that Ange wants to play what front three do you see starting in the old firm then? The one that we saw versus Livingston versus Ross County. Same again. So you think Abada doesn't play? Despite what you've just said. I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, to be honest. Yeah, I just... What Celtic have been using recently has been working very well. Yeah. I mean, they beat Livingston 3-1. 
and Ross County 4 0. Yeah, I so see. That's, that's seven goals in two games. Let's say Kyogo's fit. Do you think it's the same attacking lineup? No, but I don't think Kyogo will be fit. Yeah, that's that's true. He has had he was back in training and 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 has had probably a period to build up his fitness over the international break. But it's really hard. To, I mean, I guess would you consider transferring old firm players out to bring them back in? No, I think you're just wasting transfers. To be honest. I mean, you are wildcarding in game week 34, uh, so you could bring them back in then. Are you missing out if you take yeah. them out before then? Yeah, I just feel that taking the players out, maybe if you took a bad out, I wouldn't blame you too hard because of his lack of minutes, but these are the best players in the league. So they're going to be the players most likely to score you points and taking them out puts you in a worse position. I'm tempted to remove him for Mackay. That's another one of my options I'm considering. Who's at Hearts play again? Ross County. Away from home. I mean, that's a defensive fixture to target, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Considering in the last four, as we've said, Ross County are one of the worst. In terms they of- are bottom four over the last six and over the last four, Thomas. They are third bottom. Yes, so I think that's potentially a move there. Um, it's something to weigh up. What about captaincy and vice-captaincy? Do they hang on the old firm players, yes or no? I'm tempted to put my eggs in both sides of the basket and like vice-captain Morelos and captain Yota. Yeah, I don't think that's too bad a shout, to be honest. I'm doing something similar. I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking of captaining Tav and vice-captaining maybe Jovanovic if he starts. Then I'm banking myself for a clean sheet here. I don't think it's going to be nil-nil, so that's something I have to consider. What about outside of the old firm? Are there anyone? Is there anyone you like outside of the old firm for a vice-captaincy? Lewis I, Ferguson had crossed my mind. Uh, I was going to say vice-captain Mackay, but he just doesn't score enough to be a vice-captain. No. So There is the potential of captaining him. Would I captain Ferguson? No, I don't think I would. Could captain or vice captain someone like Van Veen who are coming up against St. Mirren though? Yeah. yeah. Or, or Boyce. Against Ross County. Or, or Sims if you have them. They just don't leap out as great choices for me. Nope. That's the problem. That's, so that's guess, why I'm sort of trying to sort of hedge my bets. Yeah, I, th- I like the idea of hedging your bets. It's a fairly safe strategy, but I think it's ultimately one that could provide, could prove... Fruitless. Fruitful, not fruitless. I think there are other ways of taking punts and I don't think that you need to get too wild with your captaincy and vice-captaincy. I think there will be goals in in this old firm fixture. Both teams are in some good attacking form. Um, It's just... Let's try and draw a line under this. Let's kind of form some conclusions here. If if you've got six, I'm going to... I would play four and bench two at a minimum. Maybe even um, sell a bad No, yeah. I guess it depends on the assets that you own as well. Um, you could even bench three possibly. Um, but I don't think I see sense in removing them all or taking two out this game week because Celtic have Ross Kent, uh, no, sorry, St. Johnston at home next game week um, whilst Rangers take on a you know, very poor St. Mirren. I'm away from home, so you're gonna want them back in. Um unless unless there are players you're targeting. I would ju- I would probably hold. I wouldn't overthink it too much. Maybe yeah, move one on. There's just so few good players playing the teams that you don't fixture uh, to fixture to the fixtures you don't target. For example, Dundee United are playing Dundee. I wouldn't really want to pick a Dundee United player ahead of a Celtic or Rangers player in that game week. Yeah. Or Motherwell are playing Livingston. Again, I would still probably rather Captain Tav, Morelos, Jota, or someone else than any Motherwell player. I think before we round up, um, I think this is, you know, seeing as everyone knows it will be likely dead ending their teams in game week 34, so that means they're wild card in 34, meaning they can have a few gambles, a few punts on players over the next two game weeks. What teams do you like, and from those teams, what players do you have your eye on? Eye, eye on for for potentially explosive picks, maybe differentials. What post split, pre split, game thirty two and thirty three. I think a Livingston defender probably wouldn't be a bad shout. 
Yeah. And I I know I've just said a Livingston defender and Motherwell will go on to play them soon, but I also wouldn't be too opposed. Or I wouldn't advise against bringing in Van Veen. Yeah, I like a Hearts triple up and particularly doubling up in the defence. Ross County uh, and Hibs have not been the best of attacking sides uh, of late. Um, Hibs are seventh um, and Ross County are bottom over the last six and then over the last four. Hibs are ninth and Ross County bottom yet again. Um, So that's kind of what I'm thinking. If you are already doubled up on Hearts, then... I like your Livingston shout. Livingston defender is probably not too bad. Kevin Van Veen could be an option. I'm just not that convinced by Motherwell at the moment. I like Bazawan of Aberdeen for Dundee and Ross County. Those could be two two games worth targeting. They're what the two worst defenses over in the league overall. Let me have a quick look. Toggle. And um, whilst you're looking, would you have Bazawan in ahead of Ferguson? No, absolutely not. Ferguson's primary. Yep. Um, yeah, so Ross County and Dundee 10th and 12th for the season for expected goals conceded. I think, yeah, I think taking a part in Aberdeen is not a bad shout. I don't think I'd go for a defender, um, but yeah, Bazawan or Ferguson are probably your best bets. Would you bring in Watkins now he's back? He's an attacker playing in a wide position. I think Aberdeen are a better side with him playing, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be getting on the end of too many. Even though he got an assist? In his 20 minutes appearance. And that's the other thing. He's just coming back from fitness. I mean, I guess, again, he has had time uh, to build himself up, but it's not an assurance. And when I'm making a punt like this or a play, I kind of want it falling back on that golden rule of fantasy football is I want a player that is going to, I can be confident in him getting minutes. Fair enough. What are your, tra- before we round up, sorry, your transfer of plans more specifically? Oh, I actually am undecided. To be honest, I've got two transfers I want to make, and they are Abada and Shochnessy out, but I don't know who for. And it can't be a Hearts defender for Shaughnessy because I've already got Hearts triple up. Yep. So would you. I was going to say do a Hearts double up in defence, but do you see them conceding over the next two weeks? Or who Hearts? No, Hibs. Hibs? Yeah, to Hearts. I think Hearts beat them in the derby. Fair enough. Um, so, and Porteous is injured now. I know, injured, sorry, he's suspended. suspended for the next four four game weeks. That's so very true. Um, probably not. I mean, I you're, say you're, you're actually saying that you wouldn't bring in an Aberdeen defender. Dundee and Ross County are very bad going forwards. Who would you bring in, though? That's the question. That is a very good point. Yeah. You could take a punt on a centre-back for the clean sheet points. I don't think that is necessarily a bad idea. What and have him on the bench. So I would usually have Shaughnessy on the bench. Yeah. But St. Mary are playing Motherwell and Rangers. Whereas Aberdeen are playing Dundee and Ross County, so an Aberdeen defender could be a shout. You just well, who Gallagher and Bates, they don't exactly inspire <laughs> they don't, they, no, they at, really the, don't. At, at the very best they get twelve points over the next two game weeks. Um so meh. Not really. I would say Jackson Longridge from Livingston could be a shout. Longridge from Livingston? Yes. He has considerable attacking threat to my mind. Um, is it Longridge? Or am I thinking of Fitzwater? One second. Probably Fitzwater. Let me pull up their lineup quickly. I mean, Fitzwater is their second highest scoring defender after Oboi. Yeah. Uh, let me just double check. I've got the right name. I might be. I might. Yes. Not Longridge. Fitzwater. I think Fitzwater is a shout. Wing back, play, uh, wing back that likes to sort of fly down the wing. He, I think he's probably a good shout. A differential slightly. What's Obelai's ownership currently? Six percent. And then uh, it was about Fitzwater. I think three. I say it bombs up and down the wing. He's good. what about a Nicky Devlin? <laughs> yeah, he has st- had some offensive output over the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and they have, if I'm right in saying that Livingston are off the back of a couple of hard fixtures in. Two, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, so Livingston defenders were not a bad show. It just, it, I guess it depends on whether or not you think they're going to bounce back from their very short term poor run of form. Yeah. That's Cap- true. Captaincy, vice captaincy, it's currently, was, did you say uh, Jota and Morelos? Yep. So you're predicting goals. Okay. Yes. I'm going Captain Tav 
and I'm yet to decide who my vice captaincy is going to. It might be going to a Ferguson. Transfer in is going to be either Halkett or Mackay in for Tanzer or uh, Regan uh, Regan or Abada. And I think I'm going to hold my transfer so I can maybe make two or three transfers in game week 33 as a form of, you know, taking a punt before um, getting to sort of reset my team. Oh, so you're currently on two free transfers? Two free transfers currently I with see. one to burn. Yeah, that's fair enough. Would you rec- would you say saving a transfer is an all right show or would you transfer out Shaughnessy or Abada? In your instance, yeah, move one of them on, I reckon. Okay. I think so. Well, I mean, it depends on what your starting lineup looks like. So if I were to put the starting lineup, I would want. So if I was to put, I think I would probably, out of the two, I would bench Bassey. And then, you know, I would have a badder on the bench. I could start Ferguson. I mean, that's an all right lineup. If you're happy with it, then I think it's probably worth rolling a transfer it allows you to be more aggressive in that penultimate game week or not penultimate but in game week 33 yeah i'm not opposed to rolling a transfer in yeah. your instance because then if for whatever reason the batter does play and scores he'll come off the bench and then if rain if rangers if celtic don't score is your plan to remove a batter at some point because if that is the case then i'd remove him this game week i'm actually unsure uh, but then you already have Mackay. I don't. I don't necessarily know who I would bring in in his place. I think I've probably got the four best midfielders. The only like yeah. the only thing about it, the only problem with Abada is that he's currently having limited game time. Yeah. So I'd probably roll a transfer. I think that's what I'll do. Right. Is that everything? I think that's uh, no questions this week. So I think we'll leave it there. Yep. Right, thank you for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed the international break and good luck with the upcoming game week. Best of luck.